let me ask you a question. Why the hell do people keep getting married? You know what I mean? Isn't anybody looking at the stats? What's it like, three out of four marriages go right down the drain now? People, if you were going skydiving and they told you three out of four parachutes weren't gonna open, you'd be like, yo, forget it, I'm not going. Human beings were not meant to sit in little cubicles staring at computer screens all day, filling out useless forms and listening to eight different bosses drone on about mission statements. Robert Frost said, two roads diverged in the wood and I, I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. You got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you, you can't do it. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. This is Breaking Norms, a podcast dedicated to topics like following your dreams at all costs and the pitfalls of societal norms. And now, discussing everything from online dating to the horror of having a real job. Here are your hosts, Noah Groniger and Clint Schweitzer. Welcome to the Breaking Norms podcast, and finally, Noah, it is here. The marriage episode is upon us. We're going to be talking about the Institute of Marriage. Is it archaic? Why people do it? And certainly, why people don't. Noah, this topic has lost for the first uh, six or seven uh, weeks of doing this podcast. (laughs) Finally, it's the winner, and here it is. We're going to be talking about a topic that, you know, we really converse about a lot, just, you know, in passing. It's marriage. Neither one of us have gone down this path, and um, I don't know, safe to say that neither one of us ever will? Yeah, I don't think so. You mentioned it there. It's an archaic institution. I mean, if a man wanted to bed a woman, he had to get married. If she wanted to be taken care of and financially secure, she had to get married. So it's just this old idea that just needs to be left in the past, I'm thinking. Well, you know what? It might be a bit being left in the past, at least according to the numbers. I find it at least somewhat alarming that marriage rates have declined. Um, This is according to PBS.org. And only 50% of American adults uh, over the age of 25 are married as opposed this in 1960, that was 72%. So the numbers have slowly been dwindling um, over the past 50 years or so, which is a little bit alarming to me because to me, it just seems like it's still the thing to do, which is kind of unbelievable as you heard the wonderful and magnificent Bill Burr in our intro talking about things like, well, all 50% of marriages end in a divorce. If you're jumping out of an airplane and uh, 50% of the chutes aren't going to open, are you still doing it? Why in the world? So is it a little bit unbelievable to you that, that the numbers have come down a little bit? Uh, it makes a little bit of sense. Like you said, we see it everywhere. So it is kind of a, a little shocking to hear it, but it, it, when you start to think about it, Uh, More people are just kind of trying to have fun and uh, more as women become more and more and more and more independent, uh, they feel like they can make their own way and they don't need to rely on a man uh, like they did in the past, archaic times and even the 60s, 70s. Some of them, there was still, of course, the idea that they were just homemakers. They take care of the kids in the house and the man brings home uh, the money. He's the breadwinner. He comes home, has dinner made for him. 
so that is being more and more pushed down while the independent woman is being uh, propped up. And so it makes sense that people would wait longer, get their careers going the way they want, and then get married. But you mentioned it there, as Bill Burr said, 50% of uh, marriages end in divorce, but that's just first marriages. So about five years ago, uh, pretty much everyone who I know started to get married. And, and, and that was strange for me because I don't really believe in the idea of marriage. I remember distinctly talking to my friend Dana and she goes, well, you don't believe in marriage for you, but you, of course you believe in it for other people. And I was like, no, I, I think it's insane, you know, for anyone. And she said, why? And I said, well, first of all, it just seems doomed. You know, 50% of marriages end in divorce. That's just first marriages, by the way. Second marriages, 60 to 62% end in divorce. Third marriages, 70 to 75% end in divorce. That's a learning curve. <laughs> 60 to 62% of second marriages end in divorce, 70 to 75% of third marriages end in divorce. And it's actually like higher than that if you think about the fact that like the ones that are still together, some of them stay together for the kids, financial reasons. They just don't believe in divorce. They're scared of being alone. So my question is like, how many marriages are truly happy and long lasting? Like 20% at the absolute most, but probably more like 10%. And that's insane. Yeah, if that's something that you can find or have found, congratulations to you. You know, it's definitely something I applaud because I do believe that there are a few people out there that that find their soulmate, that find the, the person that they're meant to be with. For the gross majority of us, um, you know, you're settling, you're finding someone, you're caving to societal <laughs> pressures, you're meeting the first person you fell in love with, uh, you know, on and on. There, I mean, but when it comes down to it, is marriage really a silly relic from a more religious-based society of yesteryear. I would say that um, the de-emphasis of religion um, on society could be to blame for these numbers dwindling. I think it was something that uh, in the days of, of yore, that getting married in the eye of the Lord, you know, making this tie, uh, you know, binding together with in a church in front of friends and family and the Lord, you are, you know, as a, as a person trying to follow the guidelines of Christianity, you're definitely thinking that, you know, maybe that someone involved is, is, is a virgin and going into this uh, with the idea of purity involved. So with the de-emphasis of that and the emphasis of hookup culture, Tinder, online dating, maybe there's something to that as well, because um, I think that maybe people that their marriage is, is based in a religious aspect, in a religious realm, that those are maybe the more healthy ones, but maybe that that's the reason that the numbers are declining are because that there's a lot of different uh, elements out there, technologies and things that have taken an emphasis away from their religious aspect. Yeah, because it used to always be, we got to find a church. There has to be a church somewhere. We got to find it. We got to find a venue. And now it's just... A, a big dance hall, just find anywhere, just uh, on a cliff overlooking just uh, some ocean out in Hawaii, uh, some nice beach. And so it's kind of moved away from having to deal with religion, having to find a church setting to be in. But I just don't like the idea of marriage at all. Like having to be with someone for the rest of your life. Like I don't know if two people are meant to be thrown in a house together for the rest of time. Every day you come home, they're always there, always. You can never get a moment to yourself. Yes, there are few fleeting moments. But I mean, if I got married, like I have some sort of rule, like 
okay, maybe every other week, every other two weeks, like I need a ton of time to myself. I can't have you here every single day, always in my face. The gutters, there's something that has to be done. They're overflowing. The leaves have to get out. There's no water flow. Like, no, I'm just, I got to be by myself. I, I'm quit. I, I want a divorce because the gutters, I think. Not only that, but you're willingly creating in a high and a costly obstacles in the way of splitting up, like you're putting all these parameters on a relationship. Should it end, you're putting financial burden, stress. Not only that, we're not even going to get into this, but kids, that's going to be a topic that comes on later. So we're not going to get too much into that, but that's a, a huge one. You're putting um, your children uh, at risk when you're talking about uh, creating financial and you know custody and things like that. That's a huge aspect of, of the family life that I don't think gets brought up near enough, but I mean, what about you talked about the idea of getting remarried? And I think that, hmm. and, and people, here's the thing, and this is going to come off as extremely sexist, and I'm, I'm meaning this more tongue in cheek, but if you think about men and women, a lot of differences, we know that. Maybe we'll get into a lot of them down the road. But I feel like the idea of a wedding creates an insane financial burden upon someone's family for a two or three hour event. That really shines the light on a bride. Now, I say that because I feel like in life, more often than not, that men have an opportunity to shine throughout different events more so than women. I mean, if you're a guy, you can like be a part of a bank heist. You can play on a football team. There are You could be an athlete. You could be a musician. You could be a rock star. There are so many ways for men to sort of, you know, beat their chest, so to speak, and have the limelight put on them. Whereas for a woman, man, that 30 second to a minute walk down the aisle at a wedding in front of your friends and family dressed in, you know, a, a dress that you probably, you know, sought after for six to eight months and probably had to spend a couple thousand to up to $10,000 on. That's really a woman's the biggest moment of her life. Whereas guys could go downstairs, play a video game online and beat someone and have really those same feelings. Yeah, or like us, we go out and make a film, we go out and meet athletes, personalities, broadcasters, analysts, people that we've looked up to for so long and do so many great things in uh, an area that we absolutely love. And so we have a ton of huge moments. We met Marty Schottenheimer, former Kansas City Chiefs coach, after making a film for him. But for the women out there, the wedding is the day, the dress, going out and picking the dress with their friends, their mom. It's all about them, the hair, the makeup, choosing a maid of honor, who's going to be in the wedding, what's their role going to be, planning the wedding, what flowers, what venue, uh, the things that are, the food, the, the colors of it. And so this is just perfectly tailor-made for the woman and this is her day to shine those two hours whatever it is coming up with these vows that really mean nothing because till death do us part i mean you have one fight someone's cheating on someone else there's their financial strife and you cut your losses and get out of it 50 percent, 75 percent of marriages end in divorce whether it's first second or third and so you're telling this person that I love you more than anything. I'm going to stay with you, sickness and health, richer for poorer. And that's not really the case in almost every scenario. Well, that begs the question, why do people do it, Noah? Uh, <laughs> seven, here's some reasons that people do get married. They marry for love, for financial benefit. Some may marry even for health insurance. I might actually need to look into that. Um <laughs> 
uh, 41% of couples actually marry for the sole purpose of having children. And that's something that we'll get to, like I said, on a topic down the road. Um, some marry for religious reasons. We talked about that, the idea of like, and I think this goes back to, I mean, the idea of marriage predates, I mean, modern civilization. This goes back so, and, and the idea that you're marrying to perpetuate um, a family or to join the idea of power families or kings and queens would, would marry cousins and the idea of just keeping the, the family bloodline in order. So this goes so far back, but of course, some do it simply because of society's expectations. It's funny, the website weddings.lovetoknow.com says there are no statistics to tell how many couples marry because of societal expectations, but we sure know it happens quite often. There you go. For societal expectations, we talked about that uh, the last couple of weeks on our show, talking about uh, following your dreams, and then last week on conformity. So maybe there's an idea of just marrying due to conformity? That seems a little odd to me, but it sure does occur. Yeah, whether it's just, hey, everyone else is doing this, uh, either women or even men do feel pressure and just end up settling as they see the rest of their friends being married off around them. And they're just like, get in some relationship and kind of build up in their mind that, oh, this is what I, no, this is the right person, even though it's actually the pressure and they end up settling and it's not the person for them. And then there's people that just want that instant family. They're lonely. They've been alone for a while. They meet a woman or a man that has uh, also children and they just get wrapped up in it. And hey, like if I get married here, like I've been in a lot of relationships, this could be an instant family and just my life's made. I can not be lonely. I can come home to this family unit. And so that's one thing. But then there's people that get divorced and then they go out there and they just can't find another mate in the world. Like they just keep going on these dates. They're disastrous failures and then they end up just getting back with their ex and expecting everyone to treat it like they have amnesia and they don't remember how awful it was the first time around and now we have to listen to them describe how in love they are the ring the proposal their wedding and then their friends i wish they would say this just we already did this. Like, you don't get to do this again. <laughs> Sorry, you're going to have to do this alone in a courthouse. Then you can text us and your family that you've accomplished it, you've done it, and we will all send back an eye roll emoji because it is blasphemy that you're doing this again and expecting us to treat it like this is a new person, a new situation, and I finally found the love of my life. Well, the whole idea of a wedding ceremony in, a, in and of itself to me is this really odd form of theater that we put on with the same Bible verses, uh, the same quotes said throughout the entire thing. We've been to a million weddings. We know actually some of the most fun nights of my life, some of the most fun days I've, I've had at weddings. I, I've had a lot of fun at weddings. Uh, we've all seen wedding crashers. Uh, there's good times to be had. You, know, you got music in the air. There's appetizers. People are dancing. Maybe you'll hear Footloose. Actually, one of my great wedding memories of all time at my cousin Cade's wedding, I was up there dancing to Footloose and fell on the dance floor. It was a riot. It's still talked about to this day. But the idea of this, the financial aspect, the fact that you're spending 10, 20, the average wedding, what's cost $25,000? The idea that, that people would expect this of their family members, like, hey, I've met someone, we're getting married. Go ahead and start planning that wedding, dad. You know, the bride's family, uh, usually on the hook for this. That to me is 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 extremely troublesome. The thought of that—that's that just the expectation, and that uh, you got the bride and groom just expecting that, that this is going to be taken care of. It's the day is for us. We're going to have fun, and guess what? 
that you're playing Russian roulette with it, by the way, because 50% and actually more uh, as the time goes on says that this isn't actually going to work out and maybe I'll get to do it again someday and maybe I'll get to pay for this all again. Maybe you get the same band back, the same DJ. Let's do it all again. Come on. Could you not take $25,000 and put a down payment on a house, go to Las Vegas, go to a courthouse and just make this legally binding if that's what you really want? I mean, there's a lot to this. It just doesn't make sense. The idea of a wedding ceremony and no guy wants to be involved in a wedding ceremony. Come on. You show me a guy that's excited about his wedding day and I'll show you a guy that is not someone that I could be friends with. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention, it's not just the wedding. Then there's the honeymoon that's got to be paid for and they got to go to Turks and Caicos and uh, lay in the sand for several weeks and then come back and uh, give, give old dad the bill there. But the money of it, I do have to say this, at least it's the bride's dad that pays for the wedding. I could see some way that they would have made it. No, the groom's family has to pay for it. It's all on the man. It's all on you. This is my day. My family doesn't have to pay for any of this, but at least it is the bride's dad. It's her day. She's the one that wants this. So at least her family has to pay for it. I will say that. Do you think that the pressure on females is unfair because I feel like that so many women do this just because people say to them, the clock is ticking. I, I think that that is something that winds up mentally causing females to have these breakdowns and to make them think that it's something that they have to do now. Uh, people around them getting married, people around them having kids, like the biological clock is ticking. You're not going to be pretty forever. Think about that scene and wedding <laughs> singer when um, the, the mom is like, you better get married before your hips start sagging and you get facial hair, which by the way, comes from your father's mother. It's just like, wow, that is such a superficial way to look at things. And it's just like, again, another one of those times where I feel like I'm not a part of this earth. Like I've never had the urge, probably for one, for me, because uh, my mom and dad have been married three times each. Okay, so I'm going to do the quick math on that. Three plus three, square root of two, carry the six. That means zero for me, okay? Is it that simple? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my parents got divorced, and the, they were both like, wow, bad decision. And uh, not the divorce, the marriage. And so <laughs> that always kind of hit me, and I'm like, wow, okay, thanks for that info. That could be very helpful down the line. And it has been, and I just, yeah, there is a lot of societal pressures, but mostly like from your families, from your friends, from your girlfriends, uh, for women to get married and you see it on TV and, uh, say yes to the dress or whatever that show is. And so there is a lot of pressure out there. Oh, I want the perfect dress. I want the perfect wedding. And I just think marriages need to go away, go the way of the dodo bird, as you like to say. And I don't know where this, like, why this is maintained. Like, women have moved on. They've gotten the right to vote. They're becoming more independent. They're moving towards being paid the same for the same job. They're being CEOs. They're running for president. But yet, we're holding on to this archaic institution of marriage. And we got to get you married off. And no, like, we're going to have all this pressure. No, you need to find a man and you got to get married and you got to have this big, elaborate, beautiful wedding. Like, can we just let this go? It's so archaic. Everything else has been left behind. We don't live in a cave. We don't just go uh, hunt for our food every single day, just killing a wild <laughs> boar to eat. There's grocery stores. Uh, there's Fruit Loops and all sorts of cereals. There's great stuff out there for a midnight snack. I don't have to go just kill a rabbit to eat. So let's just leave marriage back with cavemen as well. 
I am somewhat surprised that it's still around and prevalent because if you think about the pure basis of why this happened uh, sort of early on, you know, going back to like the 1800s, early 1900s, okay, you know, men would get married to bed a woman. You mentioned that earlier, to be able to have sexual relations with a woman. A woman would do that um, in an attempt by her family to marry her off. Women weren't allowed to work and vote. They were homemakers. They, they weren't allowed to the same freedoms that they are today, like you talked about. So women had to be literally married off. Their families would just hope that the right man would come along. You think back even like the notebook back in those times in the forties and just the right man will come calling for our daughter, knocking at the door (laughs) and making advances towards her. And thank God we've got her a man that will provide and take care of her. Like that's not how we do things anymore. So why are we still doing this? It's so, so many things have changed for the better. And we are absolutely like as a society, you know, doing so many wonderful things and with equality, but yet this still makes it seem like, you know, warden Jim Cleaver had to do this and people still do like, I, I, sorry, <laughs> I don't get it. Yes, you mentioned that, and we must uh, make reference, since you did mention, Warren and Jude Cleaver, that the great Eddie Haskell has recently passed away. Uh, So that is a sad note here, as we mentioned, Leave It to Beaver and the Cleavers having to be married, and why are we still doing this today? It just doesn't make sense. It needs to go away. I'll never get it. But we've also talked about divorce in this, and like we said, we're going to do another topic, another show on kids. But just when there's a divorce Like sometimes kids are used as pawns in the divorce. Like I'm going to get them. No, they're going to be mine in a custody battle and they get thrown in the middle of it. And it is just one of the most sad, like horrible things you can see. So that's just another thing that's horrible about marriage. Like if you're not married, like you don't have to worry about just, can we work this out amicably and just not throw the kids in the middle of this? Like there shouldn't be marriages because there shouldn't be just a man's company or even a woman's company or assets that you didn't earn, you didn't work for, you didn't get together. Like one person got them and then you just get divorced and I'm taking 50% of your football card collection and 50% of your business. And I get the home and it's just a nightmare going through the courts and all like, it just needs to go away. The, The government doesn't need to be in our marriages and in our relationships with documents There's documents for other stuff, taxes, and uh, they do a great job. The government does a great job at uh, in our lives with uh, telling us what poisons not to eat and uh, delivering the mail to us. And that's in one of our little bits here that we're going to hear from a comedian. First of all, you know, it just doesn't seem necessary. I mean, is it? You know, marriage is an archaic institution invented in the Middle Ages based on exchanging property. I don't want to be a part of that. Uh, second of all, I don't even think we have a common cultural understanding of what marriage even is. I mean, one of me and Andy's friends was about to get engaged, and we were skeptical, and we said, are you sure this is the person you want to be with for the rest of your life? And he goes, yeah, I think so. And we said, well, what if she gets in a car accident and she's disfigured? Would you stay with her then? And he said, maybe. That is not an acceptable answer. Third of all, if I'm so in love, why does it need to be written into a government contract? And I'm not one of these, like, I don't want government up in my business kind of people. I think the government does a nice job delivering the mail and suggesting I don't eat poison. But I just don't understand why they need to be involved in my personal relationship. Then finally, if marriage is religious, shouldn't I believe in the religion? I've been to more weddings with my friends where the people on the altar don't believe in the religion of the church. They've invited us too. Let's play a little word association because the truth of it is I've never really liked 
the idea of a lot of words that get thrown around and a lot of the cliches you think about um, whenever I, something that makes me cringe to this day is a woman referring to her husband as the hubby. There is nothing oh, more cringeworthy to me than that. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, in turn, I don't like a, a girl being referred to as a wifey, wifey and hubby. For one, I don't like words that end with Y for the most part. So that's a real tough one for me. And I don't like hearing that. And then just the word fiance is a lot for me. Like, I have a fiance. Like, what does that even mean? Is that French? I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't stand that. The idea of like, I have a fiance. Like it's almost like these, it's, it makes you feel self-important or something. I don't know where I don't yeah. the, the, the word association is a tough one for me. The cliches like ball and chain, the old ball and chain, the battle ax, like get over <laughs> it. Can we just stop this already? Uh, I've had an amazing year. I got engaged. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It did not work out. Uh, just good to have numbers on the board. You know what I mean? Uh, it's okay. It wasn't that sad. Uh, the ring, it felt weird. It kept getting caught on stuff like sweaters and my freedom. It was uh, very cumbersome. But, you know, it just wasn't the right fit. It didn't work out with me and my ex-fiance, which is the most annoying word to say, by the way. It sounds like a spell. Just like, ex-fiance. It's terrible sound like hermione up here just like it's not ex-fiance it's ex-fiance and i'm like Ugh. 50 points from gryffindor you are the worst uh, <laughs> i did like being engaged though i didn't expect to like it that much but something happens when you slip that ring on your finger something in your stupid lady lizard brain goes <laughs> level completed <gasps> And you just kind of float through Target, like, oh, am I better than everybody? <laughs> What's that? No, I don't need help. Someone loves me. <laughs> I'll find the towels right after I cancel therapy. <laughs> I'm all fixed. Yes, fiance's a great one, because there's an episode in Seinfeld where a woman is just over the moon about being engaged, and she's at a party, she can't find her fiance, and so she's just like overusing the word to everyone, so everyone around her can hear that she has a fiance. She, oh, have you seen my fiance? I've lost my fiance. Where could my fiance be? Can you believe that I cannot find my fiance? And everyone's just like rolling their eyes like, okay, we get it. You're engaged. Congratulations. Wow. And like, you've never been, and I'm kind of this way too, like, and I, you know, have dated the same person for over three years and like, she's been married before. I never have. And I'm just kind of like, I'm not really into marriage. Like I can be with you and hang out and do this forever if you want. But like, I, I just really am not into the marriage, but from your perspective, like you feel like th there's a lot of things about marriage that are, that we talked about the archaic aspect. A lot of it has to do with things like that you're just not really into. And I agree with, it's just like opening doors for women and like women being a delicate flower. And that kind of all coincides here to me. Wrap that into a bow for us. How do, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, first of all, just I can't be married because I can't be asked to do things that I don't want to do, especially when I don't want to do them. And that's a big one for me. And I'll just, I don't think I'll ever get over that. So I don't think I can ever be married because it's a lot of give and take and I just can't be giving. So <laughs> that is me in a nutshell. And then, yes, just the opening the doors, they believe that they're delicate flowers. Like they want to be 
treated as independent and they can do their own thing and uh, we've come so far, but then when it comes to stuff like opening doors, then they turn into the, the delicate flower and why aren't you opening the door for me? Like, uh, you can do this yourself. You're fine. You can open your own door. Like, we're not back in malt shop days when you're all wearing poodle skirts and I'm having to shell out a, a dime or a nickel for a malt <laughs> for you uh, while we go around and you're my girl. It, we've left that behind and we you can't have it both ways. You can't be independent and get paid the same and have all this independence, but also we've go, have to open doors for you and treat you like delicate flowers. It just doesn't work that way. Not only that, but so many people feel trapped in their marriage, whether it is they didn't think things through to begin with, they are weak-minded and just settled for someone that was pursuing them. There are so many reasons that it is terrifying to me. And I see so many people that have gone through the misery of not knowing how to get out. How do you get out of a marriage? There's so much to it. How do you move out? Some people got married so young that they don't know how to live without another person there. I mean, there's truly sad cases, and you talked about bringing kids into it. You talked about people, their lives being destroyed by the choices they make and the, the people they choose to be around. Man, I've always just learned that you need to tread lightly and be around people that lift you up and be around people that, that, that don't set off red flags and that aren't going to, you know, turn you into the poorhouse, aren't going to take everything that you're worth, aren't going to just make you feel entrapped into a situation like there's so much that goes into that for me that i've long treaded on thin ice when it comes to not only just the idea of marriage but who i'm around the people i date like it's not open for business here like i i I don't just hang out with anybody and everybody especially as you get into your 30s man your friend group it cuts like in a third or a fourth by the time you're our age and People that just wind up in these situations, like I feel sorry for, but man, you got to think. People just don't think. They don't think things through. And I don't see how that happens because I'm the ultimate over over analytic person. Man, I can't imagine being the other way and just being suckered into it, being forced into it. Like, hey, uh, maybe you're in a situation where you know, uh, you guys are, are dating, you're, you're, you know, in your early twenties, you guys are dating other people and someone's just like, I want this to end. I want to be with you. Marry me now. Uh, I guess. Oh, oh, sure. I, I, that stuff is what really loses me. And I've heard it happen and that's real life, man. And I can't believe it. I can't either. You mentioned people just say it's almost like office space, the jump to conclusions, Matt, and people just jump into marriages without even thinking about it. Like, uh, I, I, my first relationship, it was going on about a year and a half and, uh, I was up uh, at college and she came up to visit me and just like randomly sprung it on me. Like, Hey, let's get married. And I'm just like, uh, no money, don't have jobs. Like, can't do like, this is just irrational and uh, I'm not doing it irresponsible. Like, and she was hurt and like, just wanted to jump into it. Like so many people out there do. And I'm just like, no, like I'm stuck forever. Like I'm never going to live that down. Cause I just don't see this ending as like happily ever after and like years down the road. Oh, we've been married 65 years. Like that's, I knew that just wasn't in the cards for me. And especially if we're going to get married so young with no money, like there's going to be financial strife, there's going to be arguments and it's going to end horribly. And that's what people don't see. Like we're in love. Let's just get married, forget everything else. Like, no, how about not forget everything else? Let's go through every pitfall that could happen 
and talk it out so that we can maybe slow this down, gain our footing so that we can have a more secure base to go into this marriage with instead of just jumping in and realizing that we're jumping into ultimate failure because we're not ready for this. Well, none of us know really what the future holds with regards to marriage. I mean, the numbers are declining. Will they still continue to decline? Uh, are people just finding other ways of going about it? A lot of people I know are just, you know, happy to meet someone. Uh, maybe they move in together. Maybe they don't. But they're happy just having a life partner and not going through all this, you know, ridiculousness and going through the marriage. For some people, sure, it makes sense. If you're in the right situation and um, you're you're financially stable and you kind of know what you want, you're, you know, okay with, you know, making the compromises that are involved. You know what? It's for some people. There are some people this is absolutely for. I know people that have been married 40 plus years. I know people that have done it for a long time and they wouldn't have it any other way. And I wouldn't have it any other way for them, you know? So uh, this is certainly not to say that it doesn't work and that it can't happen, but man, the odds. God, would you rather go to Vegas right now if you could? If not for COVID-19, you can't go into a casino floor. But if you could and put all the money you've ever earned on red or black on a roulette wheel, or would you rather get married? Which one sounds better? Because that's what you're doing. Really, I mean, if you really think about the people that are happy in their marriages, uh, I know it says like 50% of first marriages end in divorce, but there's a lot of people like we talked about just staying together for financial reasons or the kids or they don't believe in divorce. They're scared of being alone. So it's even higher than that. So I feel like your odds... Uh, of either playing roulette, I think it's about 48% because uh, there's that green spot, the, the zero. But Oh, I've never landed on one of those. I didn't know they existed. <laughs> Except for it, I lost 12 straight hands in, uh, one time. 12 straight spins, I was defeated, and a couple of those were on the, the green zero. So Yeah, I, I've had that same thing, as I always choose black <laughs> due to the uh, Passenger 57 Wesley Snipes film where he tells the bad guy to always bet on black. And uh, so that was my reasoning for always betting on black. And I was always the loser. But you do statistically have like a 48 point something percent chance at that. And I feel like that's better odds than a marriage. Well, kind of putting a ribbon on this as we uh, start to wrap up here. I mean, I guess the question has to be answered. Would, would you ever do it? Is there any situation to where you would ever yes. do it? Yes, there is. Surprisingly enough, after listening to everything I've said, not in just this episode on Breaking North podcast, but in every episode, I'm sure that you've gleamed that I'm not really the relationship <laughs> marriage guy. Uh, so, but there is one scenario and one scenario only in which I would get married. That is if I meet someone in their 90s who is a very, very wealthy, willing to put me as the sole heir in their will and uh, maybe even a little sickly. And I would jump into that marriage with both feet ready for them to croak, not enhancing it, not pushing them, just natural causes here. I'm not a, I don't break laws, so there's that. But natural causes occur, I get all that money, and I'm not mansions or Lamborghinis, I'm just building our brand here, building this podcast and what we do in the sports and making more films, and that's what I want to do. I can live my dreams in that scenario, so that is the one and only scenario in which I, Noah Groniger, would get married. I guess the one for me would be to completely feel like I've lived my dreams out and for us to have gotten to the mountaintop for us to got to where we want to be, that we're self-sustaining doing this, uh, you know, hundred percent full time. And not only that, but making a great living at it and just living above the means and just being in a situation where you're just so set up. And so, I, I mean, I guess that's it. I've, I, again, I have a girlfriend that 
has been married before. And I'm just like, I, I think that there's something to like, once you've done it once, like, I don't think that you get to like have another like big wedding. Like, could you go to a courthouse? Could you go to Vegas and just have someone take you through it? Do like a Friday the 13th wedding, like in full house. Yeah, maybe. But like, I'm also a big advocate that like, you should never be able to have like two big weddings in your life. Like you get one. And after that, sorry, like you just, you just don't get another one. I'm sorry. Like, that's how I feel. No, that's completely fair. Yeah. You get one giant wedding. Your dad just mortgages the home and pays for just a $12,000 dress and the aisle runners and the tables and uh, whatever else goes into a wedding. I don't know. I'm not a fan of weddings, obviously. But after that, yeah, it's getting married in a drive-thru by an Elvis impersonator and uh, or just some courthouse, and that's all you get. You don't get the big wedding. You don't get the fancy dress. That's one and done, and really, you don't even deserve the white dress because who in this world is getting married wearing white because they're pure? Well, if you guys like what we're doing, hit us up on our Facebook page, Breaking Norms, and we allow you guys to vote each week on our topic. So we're going to have some new topics up for your vote next week. Finally, marriage was the winner. I hope you enjoyed it. Leave us some feedback for those of you happily married that listen to this. I hope you at least got some tongue in cheek humor out of it. And I hope that, um, you know, you don't feel like you want to physically attack us. We've gotten some great feedback on a lot of our other episodes, even for people that don't agree with us on a lot of these things. Again, it's called breaking norms. We are definitely two people that don't follow societal rules. We do things a little differently. So obviously you're not going to agree with everything we have to say. And we appreciate you leaving feedback on that. And uh, if you would hit the subscribe button on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. Any way you choose to take in the podcast, we certainly hope you've enjoyed our marriage episode. And we're going to be back on our next episode of Breaking Norms. So stay tuned here. Your money stays and plays with us all summer long here on the Breaking Norms podcast. (laughs) Albert Einstein got divorced. Did you people know that? I didn't. Albert Einstein, arguably the most intelligent man who ever lived, got divorced. They should tell you that before you get married. It shouldn't be, do you love her? Do you want to spend the rest of your life with her? It should be, do you think you're smarter than Einstein? (laughs) 